that that i hear ode to joy does that mean we should be feeling some joy today i think we should number one we're alive it's a beautiful afternoon it's hot and it's muggy i'm doing this on a monday no this isn't live because i screw up too much <laughs> little ludwig ludwig von beethoven little ode to joy. You should be joyous, especially if you're a fan of Racing Louisville. A tremendous victory, or well, a couple of victories, to win the inaugural Women's Cup. How can you not be happy about that? That is awesome. And I was just talking, I mean, we'll, you'll hear it later uh, with Ken. It almost felt like it was scripted. Like that somebody wanted to make a movie. <laughs> But it's tremendous stuff. And hey, the guys gutted out a draw and a big match because they got to keep moving. They got to keep moving forward. I love this part, man. It's uplifting. You should be uplifted today. There you go. Congratulations to Racing Louisville. Great, great stuff. So happy for them on what is a, a banner weekend and a big moment for this team. We're going to talk a whole bunch about that. Gonna fade out Ludwig because we're uplifted right now. Yes, yes, congratulations to Racing Louisville uh, with their victory in the Women's Cup. Uh, just a great day. We're gonna talk about that at length today. We'll get into the Louisville City stuff as well. Uh, hard fought draw, I thought, uh, on the road in unbelievably oppressive weather. Because um, playing in 96 degree weather, uh, I think the heat index was like 105 or something like that. <laughs> in wins that ridiculous win so hey point on the road but we're going to get into it right now but before we go on good morning afternoon evening wherever you are my name is joseph valla and i am the host of the center forward podcast a show dedicated to the louisville soccer scene louisville city racing louisville um when applicable also the national teams also looking forward to adding some local content we can do that as well uh, you can get this show now on iTunes as well as Amazon and Spotify. We're going big. <laughs> Why not, man? Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to be a part of the content community, if you will. Um, really looking forward to the show, Racing Louisville. Uh, just an amazing win in an amazing atmosphere in what should be a, a, a trend-setting moment for the team in this city. Uh, and, and looking forward to the future. We're going to talk about that, obviously, with Joey and Ken and some other stuff as well. Louisville City, uh, really tough uh, draw, gutted it out. Uh, I That's not a draw that feels like a loss to me. It feels like uh, when you consider the weather and everything that was going on, injury factor, they hung in there well. But before we go on and bring Joey on, it's time for a little five things. Five things. Pretty exciting stuff this week. Anyway, <laughs> come on, I'm, I'm trying. Here we go. Number five. I can't watch. Man, I can't watch penalties. 
It is so hard to watch penalties. It's such a gut-wrenching moment, and we've been through it. If you were a Louisville City fan, you know what it's like on both sides of the fence with, with Red Bulls those two years in a row. And now to see two just gut-wrenching wins. I mean, just a little bit of luck, but so what? So what? You have to have a little bit of luck to win. And and, and they, they performed um, so well in them. Um, that it, Good for them. And it just, oh, golly, my nerves are frayed every time one of those happens. Number four, he's only 16, Joshua Winder. Come on, kid. So mature for his age. I mean, you watch him out there. I don't think you're watching a 16-year-old kid when I'm watching this kid play. And, and, he's, and he's a homegrown product. He's a Louisville kid. Uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit more with him. Got got some really exciting news about that. Number three, the atmosphere at some of these other stadiums compared to what we have. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these other places uplift a little bit more uh, once we once these two teams bounce out of here because that's a big difference. You know, two hundred people versus you know ten thousand, specifically in the Louisville City side. I know NWSL too. You know, we're we're very strong. We're going to talk a lot about that with Joey. Number number two, welcome back, Oscar. It's great to have him back in the fold. And, and, and it's almost the perfect timing with, with Jonathan Gomez getting a bit of an injury. Let's hope that's not too serious. But Oscar coming back in and contributing well. Looks good. Looks fit. So it's great to see him back. He's been such an integral part of this team over the last few years. And and, and you're just hoping for, for greater things you know, from all our guys. And last but not least, hello, planet Earth. We're here. We're just going to talk about it most of the show. Racing Louisville's victory. In, in this tournament, um, and, and the, the the chill that you got, I'm getting it now from from uh, from from the penalties and just the end of the game sticking around against. Let's be honest, talent wise, probably a superior opponent. But so what? It's not about how much talent you have; it's whether you win or lose. And we won, and we hung in there, came back from one nothing, um, and, and they just really just a tremendous effort and the joy that you saw on the players' faces afterwards, and, and the tremendous level of support that they received. Uh, from the supporter section back there of their drummers. They did a phenomenal job. And, and, and the fans themselves were just, it felt great. It's just another layer to this whole thing. Because in this career, there won't be a big pause. They're going to move forward. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what this turns into. Super, super happy for Racing Louisville. Man, good week, right? So we'll, uh, going to wait for the tune to end. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, before we go on, a bit of an, uh, of an announcement. We've never, I haven't done interviews yet with this, uh, in this format. We did it with Beach Balls and Bourbon all the time. But we're going to do one. We're going to try one next week. Um, we talked about Joshua Winder uh, and, and also his, his brother, Elijah, who, who uh, is part of the academy. We're going to talk to his dad, we're gonna, or their dad, Mike Winder. We're going to talk to him next week um, and, and, and let him educate us on the process of, of getting his kids involved here. What, it, you know, some of the things we've always talked about, certainly on the old show, about the American uh, process uh, of getting players noticed and so on and so forth. I think it's going to be a fantastic conversation. And I am real, and plus he seems like a real nice guy. We've met once, but we've talked online several times. He seems like such a super nice dude. Uh, really, really looking forward to that. So, you know, please be ready for that next week. Uh, Mike Winder, uh, the father of Joshua and Elijah Winder, is going to be on this show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming me back, Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing great. We got to uh, check out a game together on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. But uh, before we get into that, I guess we got to do the uh, Wednesday match for racing first. And uh, please, your analysis. It's just started off odd when we get the lineup, and then we find out Nadia is out. 
right. 20 minutes before the game for precautionary. Mm-hmm. And we never saw anything more than that. So thankfully, it sounds like it's nothing serious. Right. Uh, though, we, though we didn't see her the whole week. Uh, I think we dominated that first half. Right. We oh, absolutely. We did. But uh, something odd I saw at halftime. I don't know if any other fans saw it. Uh, if you were at the stadium... Christy Holly had a very odd and animated conversation with Savannah McCaskill on the field. Missed that. Totally missed that. Really? I didn't actually uh, it did was a, see that. It was, a, it was a long conversation after the team had already left the field. Wow. And it was animated. Um, I, I could have sworn it seemed like a sub was coming on. No kidding. But, uh, but whatever it was, uh, you know, they ended up you know, doing the half-hug handshake at the end of it. Right, right. But then we see, once again, we had another second half where the opponent made attacking subs mm-hmm. and we looked worse for the wear, you yes. know, mm-hmm. Chicago was on the front foot that entire second half. And mm-hmm. I don't know how beyond Mallory Pugh misfiring, how we did not lose that game over and over. I mean, her ability to get open and, and th- th- them finding her on their left, our right continually over and over was a bit of a concern, but man, she just, uh, I guess <laughs> missing the she, target. She, she literally had everything but the final touch. Yeah. That yeah. final little bit, and you know what? That came back to haunt them. Yep. As as what I guess came to came to become a a hallmark of the women's cup. We ended up winning in a thrilling penalty shootout. Yep. Um, I do have to mention one thing. I did notice was you know after that first penalty save, I I, I you know you know me, I am the glass half empty kind of guy at right, times. Right. <laughs> Michelle ba- Michelle Bados did look a little bit shaky after that first penalty save. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple times she didn't even attempt a dive. Um, okay. Uh, but then, you know, we get to the final taker, and I forget who the Chicago player was, but she just shanks it high and right. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still, right now, do not know how Katie McClure's penalty goes in. Well, it bounced off the back of our keeper, Alpha Michelle. What was it? Backed off the off, back of their keeper's head. Off the post, <laughs> off the post, off the back of the keeper, in. You know and what? Right. I still don't know how. But you know what, man? When, when, when luck is a thing. You know, and, and, and it counts. I mean, I, I know it's a, you know, it, it might be a cliche, but you, you create your own luck. I mean, they, Chicago, sure. um, I thought the last 20 minutes specifically, I was I was amazed that we didn't lose that match, to be dead honest with you. Agreed. I was really amazed. Agreed. And um, that was just, you know, that was, that was the, it, somehow out of all of these games, that was the game of consequence. Mm-hmm. But the penalty shootout means nothing. Except for the tournament, right, right, uh, which was know, really and, weird because I think that it was another the oddest ma- thing ever. Yeah, it was, and it was um, the weird. The thing that was weird about it was, I think there was another match that night where it wasn't an, an NWSL match between two NWSL sides, and then ours was or something. That's I, I thought yeah. that was bizarre. And, and trust me, for me, I was freaking out because I I left at halftime, right? Because uh, I'd been there since four o'clock watching <laughs> the PSG Bayern game, and I was just like, I've been on my feet. Right, it was hot. Right, yeah, it's a weeknight, mm-hmm. and they get to the end of the match, and I know it's going to penalties. And Paramount Plus makes it seem like, all right, we're finished for the night. And I'm yeah. like, oh no, 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 no. Hold I remember on here. that? I was like, what? Hold on here. What is going on? And then then they come back and they have this weird message. What you are about to see has nothing to do with the NWSL. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Thanks. Just you. You don't have to say anything. Just keep showing me the footage. Right. Appreciate it. And you know. And 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 it was just. Uh, you know. They they got to move the. So they got a point right in mm-hmm. an NWSL match. So it's. You know, I really don't want to. You know. Look. It's. They're gonna need a couple. They're gonna need some results in the next three or four matches. Uh, agreed. You know. Yeah. I, I, the last time I checked, I want to say six behind a playoff spot. Maybe that's not. I mean, I have to. I have to double sure. check. But but 
Not out. Not they out. And that's all that matters. Plenty of time left. And then but, the glorious match on oh. on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> and the one that started with, oh, my God, what is he doing? Yeah. When Holly makes nine changes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the ones where I understand why. Mm-hmm. This is not a game of consequence. This is not a league game. We have a league game Wednesday night. Right. But for me, I was just like, it's a bad look for mm-hmm. this is our tournament. Yeah. And also, it's a little bit risky when you're putting in players who haven't been on the field that much. They right, may right. lack the chemistry, the playing time. Uh, nine changes, only Aaron Simon, Simon playing a different position, though, mm-hmm. at left back this time. And Michelle Beto stayed in the lineup. And mm-hmm. to be honest, it showed. We yeah, struggled that first half. was rough, boy. <laughs> we struggled, but we stayed, as you kept saying, mm-hmm. as Joe Valla, his trademark quote was, they're, they're, they're letting us stay in they're it. letting us stick around. That's right. And they they're did. Letting us and- stick around. And, and then we get to the second half, and let's be honest, that first goal by Byron, that was a long time coming. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And it was a great goal, great finish. Mm-hmm. Pain, painful to be right in front of me. Yeah, painful. <laughs> but great finish. And then you just have Jory and Bauckham turning on the attitude. Yeah, and man. turning on that, that aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, that was great to see. And then we get, uh, we get one moment for me in the second half that was kind of disappointing. We get Brooke Hendricks going down right, with, with her hamstring or whatever yeah. went on with her leg. And it was obvious she wasn't going to continue. Yeah. And you remember my reaction as we played four or five minutes, a, a person down. And I was just like, coach, coach what's going on over there? Can we get somebody in, please? <laughs> yeah, what's going on over here? Like, am I, the only, I think I, I even yelled, that. am I the only person in the stadium yeah. who knows we're a, mer- a person down? Yeah. Uh, th- thankfully, they didn't capitalize there. Right. But speaking of capitalizing... I'm going to go ahead and nominate Yuki's goal for goal of the year for our team. Amazing. It was pretty amazing. Uh, that's, that, that's just how it works for me when I, when I bad mouth a player. Yeah. <laughs> they, they show up and put in a wonder goal. Um, and yeah. then of course, you know, we had our hearts ripped out again Yeah. on that. Just, you know what? It was a fantastic finish by Gemma. Yeah, it was. Problem was it was into her own net. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and I hate own goals. Oh my oh yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. There's just and, something and about them. They drive me nuts. And especially painful. That's your backup keeper coming in. Yeah. Um, and, and, th- and that was the other thing I mentioned was, man, Michelle Betos took a beating in that game. Mm-hmm. And for her to, for her to last as long as she did, right. that's a testament to her. Yeah. She's a hell of a leader. She's a hell of a player, but she's a hell of a leader, man. She's something. You could tell the emotion on her face when she had to leave. Yeah. And it was, I'll tell you this though, as, as, as nervous as it was and as sad as it was and bad as it was, that was a hell of a moment when the stadium rose to their feet. Yep, yep, absolutely. her off. Absolutely. So then, so then we get to, I don't think my blood pressure's come back down yet, <laughs> to that penalty shootout. Yeah, man. Man. Oof. Spine tingling at times. I was so impressed with you the know, way they handled it. A little worried at first, but I thought after, after we tied them up, I was like, man, I think I think we're going to get this. I really do. You know, something. I, you know, I'm a stats guy. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't look this up. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the most post hits I've ever seen in a penalty shootout. <laughs> Between both teams, we hit it three times three. ourselves. Right. I know we like, had three. I don't know how many they had. Um, you know, and just because we're speaking of the shootout, how mm-hmm. soon till we build the Katie Lund statue? Right. Right. Um, First you know, game how soon? too. Right. First match. First game played. First game. Golly. Not only did she make four saves, the incredible part is if you go back and look at it, she made she saved three of them mm-hmm. after we had just missed a penalty. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Immediate response. 
so impressed with her, so impressed with them, and really you know, impressed with the atmosphere. I, it was just, you know, I just got lost in it, and it was so phenomenal. It's such a, it's a jumping off point. I really do think this is a jumping off yeah. point for them uh, internationally. Like I, I'm, I, I don't know how you don't respect that in our yeah. own building with that atmosphere for a game uh, of that stature, even for a first. It's it's the first time we've ever done it. Yeah, and to elevate the stature of it because something I'm, I'm I'm thinking fans of this league are going to look forward to next year, and hopefully it is something we continue in the future. You know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, just some something to point out to the fans: this yeah. is already a leg up racing has on Louisville City. I don't yeah. remember Louisville City winning a trophy in their first year. No, no, they didn't. I mean, they made I mean, they made the conference and final, but that was it. Quick, quick, quick joke about that when they were doing the trophy presentation, mm-hmm. staying for that was. Right. When they announced the co-MVPs were the goalkeepers, mm-hmm. I almost had a heart attack because I went, you better not be saying Katie London, the Byron goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, that would have been messed up. And then I got wide, but I was like, don't scare me like that. There's yeah, no way. That would have been messed uh, up. Also, quick, quick quick shout out. I know they probably don't listen to this, but there were a great great number of Byron supporters there. Yeah, there were. Cheering on they were the whole cool. time. Yes, it was great to see. Except for that one fan to our right that got mad at me who kept oh, switching sides. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I just hope that person got home safe. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Oh. So we had that. And then we had what I thought was, man, I, I thought about it for a bit. I really wasn't sad about that draw uh, with Louisville City. It, you know, at first I was okay. like, man, it feels like a loss kind of. But then it didn't for a couple of reasons. Number one, without Corbin Bone and without Brian Ownby. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot of fire. That's a lot of setting up people that's not there. Yeah. Um, and plus the weather, dude, come on. Yeah. 105 to 106 degrees heat. On heat turf. Index with on turf. On turf with a, 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 a 20 miles per hour plus wind. Dude, yeah. it's like playing in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> I mean, I've heard Oklahoma City called worse. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it just, I, I knew it was going to be an odd game just from seeing the lineup. You yeah. know, we had, we had some different people in there, some different players. Um, Far, I wouldn't say far from our best eleven, right. but it definitely was not our traditional eleven. Mm-hmm. And my my definition, my, my my summary of this game was, it was just trench warfare. We never got out of first gear. Yeah, you know, OKC was willing to sit back and and look for a counter, mm-hmm. and we just didn't have that key to unlock them. Right, right. And they sat back you know? the second half specifically when when they're um, defensively. You know, they. I think they understood the weather situation a little bit better because, mm-hmm. you know, when you got the wind to your back, it's like you're playing downhill. Yeah. And and their crosses were so sharp and so crisp, whereas yeah. ours, you know, you saw it. The ball would just hang there after a while. Of course. Yeah. You know, I. Th- there's nothing you can do about that. And I was really happy we got out of the first half dr- as a draw. I figured, all right, we've got the first half. We, we're going to be playing downhill the second half. It's going to be a little bit cooler. Maybe, you know, maybe that'll help. And we did see some chances, but as like yeah. you said, you know. It was just, it was just we never got out of first gear, you mm-hmm. know. Um, also, there was the announcer injury curse. What happened? He mentioned, no, oh, he mentioned, you know, Oscar's back in the in the oh, fold. Oh, so oh, oh. And then, and then, oh, we're yeah. Getting healthy. We're getting healthy. Then Sharpie goes out injured and Jogo Joe pulls go. up lame. And I go, uh-oh. Announcers as usual. <laughs> right. You know, once they mention it, it's got to happen. Well, a couple things happened. I thought Oscar looked pretty sharp, to be honest with you. Oh, I yeah. He, that, looked, he, he looked, looked real sharp. He looked fine. He looked very energized, looked very ready to play. And I wonder, I wonder, you know, this is just me wondering out loud how much of that is. Mm-hmm. He's seen this kid, Jogo, come in and stamp his mark on that left back right. spot. Right, 
Good point. You know, Good granted, point. you know, we know Jogo's not 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 going to sadly be, be here next year. Right, right. Let's all just have a moment. Just, yeah, really, it sucks. But you know what? Good for him. Up. It's going to be so much fun being a little sure. bit of an older guy watching this kid play for the next 10, 12 years someplace else. Sure. And knowing sure. that he so, that all of that started here, it's going to be pretty awesome. Also, also got to mention this, like you know, I I know it had no direct correlation, but how could Louisville City even follow up that performance from the night before? Yeah, uh, right. I even thought about it while watching it. Like, man, I, I didn't know this was possible. I am soccered out. Yeah, <laughs> I was too. Like I from was the past, too. From Wednesday and Saturday up until Sunday night, I'm mm. like, and then it just made it even worse when you know the. You could tell it was it was just a fight of a game. Yeah, it was, it was not going to be a pretty game. No, it was a total. But you slug. know, but you know, kudos to them for getting that ugly point. Mm-hmm. You got to uh, have and, and that. That makes the difference. And you know, they they bring it up every game now. The commentators do. This is the fight for the overall yep. place in the league. Mm-hmm. And and those 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 differences between no points and one point are what makes that distinction. Right. And there was one other thing. The only other thing I had that I really wanted to mention. I can't believe how mature Joshua Winder looks out there. And True. For a sixteen-year-old kid, I mean, he just looks comfortable. True. God bless. It's amazing. It's a, he, a local product. He, mm. he had one of our best moments of the game. Right. When he saw that there was Moses had parted the sea, yeah. and he saw there was green grass ahead of him. Yep. And I love his instincts. He just took it. Right. You know, so, some other young center backs may have been like, "I don't want to go that far upfield. I don't want to push this. I don't want to make coach mad." Mm-hmm. He saw an opportunity to change the scope of the game, yeah. and he drove all the way to the to, to damn near the top of the box. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I'm really impressed with him. I'm, you know, like I said, I went on the I went on the road, uh, or I mean, a draw on the road. You can't, you know, in those in that oppressive, insane weather, I ain't gonna complain about it. You know, and the coach seemed pretty happy about it too, and he seemed he seemed genuinely happy with the effort. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add about them? You know, uh, just a shout-out, you know, Antoine Hopeno should have had two assists in that first half. Mm. He had two great balls across the face of goal. We just couldn't seem to finish. Right. Uh, you know, he was very lively. Just beyond that, just a very nondescript definition of an O-O game. Yeah, man. You know, nil-nil draw. Nil-nil draw on the road. I guess you nope. can't complain about it too much. Nope. You know. Nothing to write home about. You don't need a postcard. Just get on to your next stop. Exactly. And they're playing so many of them on the road now. So, all right, folks, we're going to bring Joey back for another segment in a little bit. Joe, thanks. Thank you. Okay, before we go on, just want to let you know, we do have another secret tape. We have some crack reporting going on here at the Center Forward podcast. What we've done, because you know the whole Christian press thing has been a big deal. We intercepted the initial podcast of uh, some supporter group that the Angel City uh, team will have. Not sure what their name is. But uh, the the guy that's going to be doing the podcast seems a little nervous and a little concerned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Angels Out in the Field, your premier source for all things Angel City FC. Today, we are starting out with the biggest news maybe in the history of women's soccer. That's right. When Angel City FC arrives in 22 and brings NWSL the star power it has so desperately been lacking, it will be with none other than Kristen Press on the field. Of course, she knew she was too good to play for a new team in Louisville, but she's a perfect fit for us right here in Los Angeles. It took a long time because those bullies in Louisville didn't want to let her go at first. Can you believe it? We even offered them a little money so they could feel good about it. They said No! Even after we explained to them that we are better because this is Los Angeles, they had the audacity to try to bargain with us. 
Sure, they have the best stadium in the league, and fine, their academy may be the new gold standard. <sighs> and yes, they won the International Women's Cup in their first year. I think what Louisville is missing is they are not Los Angeles. We are! They may have the best bourbon and the biggest horse race in the world, but they don't have actors. Hollywood has actors, and actors are special, and that makes us special! <sighs> okay, calm down. Just like your life coach said, deep, deep breaths. So, the good news is, we finally lowered ourselves to negotiating with Louisville like they were our equals, and somehow that seemed to do the trick. We didn't have to give up much either. Money is nothing when you're as rich as we all are here, so that wasn't an issue. We won't take anyone else from their team, but who needs determined, hard-working players when you can get a big-name star? And finally, we have to give up our first round pick in the 2022 college draft. I heard a lot of grumbling about that one, but you have to remember, what do we need with one of the top young prospects in the women's soccer world? Whoever they get might be on the team for a decade or more, and there's no guarantee she will even be a starter on the national team. What good is someone who only stands out and contributes your team for a decade or so when Kristen Press has a solid two to three more years of name recognition? That's what I thought. So remember, this is a time for celebration. When Louisville fans call you out on Twitter for saying they would never win anything, just call them bullies and move right along. We live in LA and that makes us better. We'll be back in the moment with more reactions to the news. Yeah, poor guy sounds a little delusional, a little upset. Maybe have some uh, mineral water or whatever the hell they have in Los Angeles. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back Ken Luther. Uh, Ken, how are you, sir? Hey, what's going on? I am in recovery mode from <laughs> all of this stuff that just happened. Yeah, man, it was crazy. In our... Yeah, it was. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, and there's definitely lots of... Uh, uh, there's a bright future for this kind of women's cup thing. Yes, so uh, let's talk about it. How was, how was your last week? Mine was really busy and I got absolutely nothing done at my house. Like I was supposed to, and it was all kind of revolving around soccer. Well, my last week was, um, is getting, trying to find a job that fits what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that it's going? going, man? Just people call you up and you, you talk and then they never call you back or they do call you back. And it's the process. It's just going to take some time. That's how it works. Yep. It is a process. But I did miss the game Wednesday and, um, I mean, I had to watch that on TV. So tell, that was, uh, you know, tell me about what it was like going to that one. Okay. So, I mean, we got to kind of back up and go a little bit before sure, that. Sure, so, sure. You know, no, I've been getting into the tailgate thing, but uh, Rebecca wanted to go to this um, kind of meet and greet uh, before the game uh, that was run by an organization called Women in Soccer. Have you ever heard of this organization, Women in nope, Soccer? No, first I've heard of it. Yeah, me too. So um, they're actually a national organization, and they've got a website, womeninsoccer.org, mm -hmm. uh, and they promote – uh, they have a mission statement, which I'm not going to quote, but they, they promote a lot of stuff about uh, women advancing themselves in soccer. And I think they've got some social and charitable stuff that they do. So that was pretty cool. I went to that and got some little knickknacks and uh, got some uh, drink prepaid drink tickets. Yay. So, you know, you, you can't <laughs> complain there starting off right. Uh, and then we went to the first game. The kickoff was uh, early. I want to say it was a five or a five thirty kickoff, uh, so super hot. 
obviously, yeah, and uh, it was uh, Bayern and uh, PSG. Mm-hmm. And the moment they kicked the ball off and started moving around the the ball around the field, I was like, wow. They are good. Yeah. They can move this ball like nothing else. Uh, so I was fearful. Right. I was fearful of whoever was going to match up to either right. of those teams on Saturday. Um, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. enjoyed the game, watched the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, they're obviously in preseason mode. So they're, you know, bringing in a lot of players in and out. Um, I am not as familiar with the players. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, as I am with our our own league, um, so Bayern Munich comes out on top, um, and then you know this is a doubleheader. This is the first doubleheader I have attended uh, ever at Lynn Family Stadium. <laughs> so I didn't have my 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 beer drinking tempo down. Uh, so <laughs> I <laughs> it it really didn't turn out that well. I think well maybe it did. So we got into the second game, and I was like. Fuck it. I'm going to join the supporter section. Mm-hmm. So went into the supporter section and just sang my ass yep. off for the second game, mm-hmm. which was uh, Chicago and, uh, and uh, racing mm-hmm. uh, and had a ball, right. had an absolute ball. And Chicago brought some fans, super cool. Yep. Uh, they were down at the other end of the stadium and their shitty seats that we give them for visiting fans. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, you know, we came out on top. I mean, it got down to penalties again. and or, No, no, yeah, it didn't it, get down it, to it, penalties. It, it, yeah, it did. That's right. It's all blur, man. Because, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the night, I was like, well, going to ditch the truck in Butchertown and get it the next morning because <laughs> I am not. Driving was not a good idea. Me, yeah, somebody find me a lift because mm-hmm. I, I need to get home. Uh, so double headers, uh, completely different kind of management of the beer drinking, uh, is something I learned. (laughs) It's a long day. So I, you know, I did a dry out walk Thursday morning down to Butchertown and pick up the truck. (laughs) So that worked out well. Thursday night, uh, went to this, uh, gala thing at the Muhammad Ali center. Um, this was put on by a different group. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. There were a lot of groups running this, yeah, uh, this right, tournament. Right. There was a lot of groups involved. We got It got kind of confusing. It's the first time we've ever done anything like mm-hmm. this from the men's or the women's right, side, right. I think. So, you know, there's some lessons learned, I think. Sure. Uh, you know, I think, you know, putting, what, 7,200 fans in the stadium on Wednesday, putting 79 or 7,800 fans in the stadium on Saturday for doubleheaders in the heat, in a pandemic, Rousing success. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Fantastic fan engagement. I think that the supporters at both games were loud as hell. And I'll get to the second game. In a mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the soccer holdings had contracted with, I guess, an organization called the women's cup. Um, right. Right. Um, not really knowing what they were, what, what this was going to end up looking like. There were yeah. some other organizations, women in soccer, I, I said was here. And then the thing at the Muhammad Ali Center was done by the Sport Impact Group Louisville, uh, okay. which is a local group, uh, Lee Nieves and Jan Winter and a whole bunch of other people I am not remembering who they were, uh, put right. that thing on. And okay. that was kind of cool because uh, both Bayern Munich and PSG got to go to the Muhammad Ali Museum. And then we had a thing later on. Uh, maybe we missed some things here and there, you know, right. you know, we're talking about, you know, trying to coordinate four soccer teams, uh, in a unfamiliar 
their environment. Uh, mm-hmm. So when the mayor gave his speech at this thing Thursday night and he was going to hand out proclamations right. because that's what mayors do. They yep. hand out proclamations. Mm-hmm. Um, neither Bayern Munich or PSG were at, there to receive their proclamation. <laughs> okay. so that, was a, that was a wee bit awkward. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, but what are you going to do? Uh, and then we got into Friday night. Uh, I think there was uh, some concerts too. Were, were you tracking on those? No, I, there, was, there was a couple things going on Saturday, and I don't remember exactly what they were. But yeah, there was a couple other things going on. Yeah, they had the uh, the Women's Cup Fan Fest uh, with Tony and the Tan Lines, right? Johnny Barry and the Outliers, and then Chase Beckham. Never heard of the guy. Right. I guess something to do with American Idol. I don't know. Right. Um, that was going on too. I didn't go to any of that because it was at Whiskey Row, which is not in Butchertown. Right. I think kind of what I want to see next year, maybe. And I, I sure do hope we do this again because uh, I think you know you got to do it once. You just got to try it, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think we achieved enough success right. to get after it again. Yeah. And maybe we can get like the Manchester United or the <laughs> Manchester City women's teams here. I think that would be awesome, and that yeah. would draw an even bigger yes, crowd. Definitely. And then have a real concert at the stadium, like with people we've heard of. Wow. Not that I've never, I think I've heard of Tony and the Tan Lines, but that's a local. Yeah, Johnny that's a local Barry, band. I've know. seen them. I've actually seen, well, I actually may have done a gig in this at the same time with them someplace. It's very familiar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I think between those two bands and whatever this guy's name was, I think they kind of missed the, missed the demographic. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I, know, I hear that. Yeah. If that's the bands that they were. That is definitely not I mean, the demographic. I, well, a country music star from American Idol. I, I don't think that's the right, right okay, demographic. I was, I was thinking more of that. I was thinking either. more of the cover bands. But the uh, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, it's not. But maybe there's a little bit of an outreach thing going on or something. Who knows? I don't know. I, I've never heard of the guy. He Didn't he sing the national anthem at the second game too? He did. What, did you witness that? Yes, I did. What did you think? I think he sang the national anthem. <laughs> that was so <laughs> diplomatic of you. He, first of all, he forgot to take his hat I know, off when he started I know, singing. I know. And I the first, first line of it, he's like, oh, yeah, my hat. And second of all, yeah, not so much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, don't mean to don't don't mean to beat up on the guy. No, so, no, no, um, not at all. Sir, did a good did a good job. Right. Just not my thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, so Saturday, mm-hmm. got out there and tailgated in the heat. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I'm experimenting with where to put the shade and how to park the van. Right. And I had a couple fails because of the wind. <laughs> so some lessons learned on my part. So I'm still working on that whole procedure. Right. But uh, we're getting there. Didn't end up going into the stadium until, uh, you know, kind of halftime. Okay. Uh, and we did a lot of standing around in the concourse, mm-hmm. drinking beer and, you know, making bets on how many people were going to be at the game. And, and, you know, just had a lot of fun, you know. There's certain places you can stand in the stadium where you can get a breeze. Yeah, you know the, the, where the drummers are. That that's one place where you'll get a little Is bit of a breeze, like coming back when you're. Where we, we, I saw you for a few seconds, um, and uh, I went to go hug a couple people. And that place where there's a breeze that does come in, sometimes that you might not yeah. experience anyplace else. I don't know why. I mean, but you will catch a little bit of a breeze in the, in that little tunnel area there. If you stand behind the Four Roses bar, mm-hmm. there's a breeze that comes right down the concourse. Oh, okay. um, you know what? Another thing I discovered that uh, thanks to John Harper, he introduced to me on Saturday, mm-hmm. bourbon slushy. Huh. <laughs> that does that sound is good. The ne- it's the nectar of the gods, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
<laughs> I, I was like, I can only have one because, you know, I learned my lessons on, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I had one bourbon slushy and it was fantastic. Cool. But you can only get them at, uh, is, that the ma- is that the Maker's Mark Bar? That's it. Maker's Mark Bar. So okay. when you come in, the kind of the main gate that everybody comes in next to the team store, mm-hmm. that bar right there has the bourbon slushy machine. It's the only place in the stadium okay. that I know of right. that you can get the bourbon slushy. So bars usually seem pretty active. I mean, all throughout the game, every game that I've been to either, you know, racing or loose city, the, those bar areas are fairly well attended throughout the match. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes sense. Um, and they're, they're in the shade. Right. So yeah, that, that, that helps. helps a lot too. <laughs> Cause the radiant heat coming off the, uh, coming off the bleachers there. Woo. You could almost fry an egg up been there. A rough wow. Summer man. It's been a rough summer. So the game, so well, we got in at halftime mm-hmm. for the Chicago PSG game, and I saw the uh, Chicago supporters groups capos on our capo stand. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? We're not playing them, you know. I mean, we're <laughs> not playing them. So if we're not playing them, and you can gain a little—I uh, don't know what—what's what, the word I'm looking for? A little—a uh, little tit for tat or something. A little. You know, payback someday right. if we go up there and they let us do something or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't really have yeah, a problem with okay. that because they weren't doing it against us. Well, you, you know, know me, I'm like this uber hyper competitive person, <laughs> right? Really? <laughs> so I, yeah, I know. me? What? What are you talking about? So I go in and I see him and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. My, my initial, you know, vehement reaction. Right, right, right. So I, <laughs> So I started talking to their supporters group. I think I scared them. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to. Um, I was like, what? What are you doing on our capital stand? And he was like, calm down, Ken. It's okay. You know, Rebecca started stroking my hand like I'm the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Sun's okay, going fine. down, Ken. Think- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but it turned out great mm-hmm. because in the second game, their whole supporters group joined us in the stands and just made us even right. louder. So you know what? I think I was my initial reaction sure. was wrong. I can admit that. And I think sharing of the area was just fine for their game. I mean, it's not like we were playing them or anything. Right, exactly. So there was that. Plus that gets um, us a little puts us put some love in the bank in the future. You never know when you can use it. You know, well, I mean, it's the true thing of frenemies, right? right? right. So we had a we had a good frenemies relationship with St. Louis Louis Mm -hmm. over the Mm -hmm. years. So I think Chicago is the closest NWSL team to us. So having a good frenemies Mm -hmm. relationship with them uh, is pretty awesome uh, and will pay big dividends in the future. So I ended up doing a scarf trade with them at the end of the evening. You know, and uh, I gave him one of our outstanding Cooper scarves, you know, multi-color, mm-hmm. thick, awesome scarf. And he hands me this velvet scarf. And I'm like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. this? And then I made fun of him. But it was it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was an, It's an awesome scarf. It goes in the collection of, you know, su- opposing supporters right. group scarves in, in my attic. And, and I, I think that's that's just the way uh, to, to start off a great relationship yeah, with another supporters group. So I look for many, many games. Mm-hmm down the road and um, road trips to visit each other's cities yeah. and hanging out. Um, I think they were great people, even though my initial impression was negative and they probably think I'm a dick, but that's okay. <laughs> I met one of their supporters. I think um, he's, he's involved with one of their supporter groups too. I met him in the parking lot before and after. He seemed like a real nice guy. Really did. You know, we yeah. talked about, we just, we talked about everything. We talked about American soccer in general and, you know, it was pretty cool. We got to the end. 
which was an insane atmosphere. Oh, wow. You know? That was so much I was fun. standing on the side. The penalties. For, I, I couldn't. I wasn't going to go into the supporter section, but I stood in the side. Were, were you in the supporter section? Out of the whole game. Okay. Absolutely the whole game, start to finish. We were absolutely loud and obnoxious in the supporter section the whole game and waving flags and handing out flags to other people to wave flags and singing as loud as we could and watching 11 penalty kicks with our keeper saving or scoring a penalty kick and then saving the last one yeah the last penalty you couldn't you couldn't have scripted, scripted that better, better exactly the whole thing that was my you final point on that. is that it felt like it was scripted literally it almost you did. know and it was so cool <laughs> I, I hope not you know, no it wasn't obviously but i mean i don't think it was i don't think you can script anything right. like that that's the it, atmosphere of the event was incredible it's something I think that they totally, totally can build on, hopefully build some momentum, uh, certainly as we move on with this pandemic thing to get more people in the stadium. And then we got our trophy. Did you see the trophy? Yes, I did. Yeah, it looks like a uh, cross between a blender and yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, Where did they come up know. with that? It's not even a cup. It says the women's cup, and the trophy's not even a cup. I mean, you can't put beer in my, that. What do you my do? thing with trophies is... Make it a trophy. You know, just it's a trophy. Make it look like a trophy. That didn't look like a trophy. A cup. Right. It looked it's a women's cup. It's a yeah, cup. Right. It's, it's something you hold the two ends and you hold the right. Exactly. I don't know, man. Right. I don't know. But that was uh it was pretty awesome. Um and uh uh we're going to hopefully experience more stuff like that. Uh we're gonna bring Ken back on for another conversation in, in a little bit. Thank you, sir. Okay, now before we go on with the show, it is time. Who's ready for the most insightful intense, deep, dare I say, sultry analysis of what many consider to be the greatest sports league in the history of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the NLS moment. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, a little MLS, why not? Okay, here we go. Ready? That new team in Austin beat the team that's really obsessed with forestry, the woodchoppers, whoever. FC Mickey Mouse takes it to that team with the world's crappiest logo. The Kansas City Sporty Sportlings draw with the loons. And finally, Cincinnati got their ass kicked again. <laughs> what is wrong with them? <laughs> Taking it, uh, all those poor people in Newport, I almost pity them. All right, going to welcome back Joey Cecil now uh, after a tremendous Saturday um, with racing. Uh, there was a, a bit of a to-do uh, on Twitter and, and some big news, NSL or NWSL-wise, because it is big news. We finally figured out what was going on with Christian Press. So, um, Joey, you want to take us through the transaction and such? Yeah, so we get to Monday, and we're still celebrating that weekend, and then we get... The news coming down like a hammer that Kristen Press will not be appearing in a racing Louisville jersey. Mm -hmm. Her her rights were traded to uh, Angel City out of L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, before she even signed anything with us. Yeah. And as a part of that deal, we get uh, their their draft pick in the NWSL draft, mm -hmm. which should be a pretty high one. Yep. We get $75,000 in allocation money. Mm hmm and we get roster protection in the expansion draft. Right, right. And that's the thing so, is that the first thing is is that that first pick it's either going to be first or second. I yeah, saw that. It's be a, so it's either going to be the that, number 1 or number 2 pick. And you know that that that's going to give us I mean if we're looking unfortunately if we're looking at the current time frame that's two top 5 picks right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's So that's big. That that's huge. Um as with MLS and anything concerning allocation and international <laughs> and fees and all that 
that's magic money to me. Yeah, so man. I'm going to take that as a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm with you. But I think the big, I think the biggest get out of this was the roster protection. Yes. You know, it's one A, one B with the draft pick. Right, 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 right. Uh, especially with you know the whole brouhaha that you get to save less players this year mm. than last. Year. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, one quick personal note I got to throw in here as well as my, sure. my opinion when when I found out the news, I felt like it 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 just it left a bad taste in my mouth. Because mm-hmm. to me, it kind of felt like we were just a rest stop where she never got out of the car. Absolutely, I'm, I'm you with you on that. It, it just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Es- that especially oh god I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Especially that, that, that the really way especially the way that the the whole thing not only just the way the whole thing ended the whole thing started and let's be honest not exactly a stellar performance from her over in in Tokyo. So right. so it's like you know you're 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 walking with your nose a little bit higher in the air than you really need to right now as a 33 year old player. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and, and it's just not just that, it's just there were never really any indications she was ever coming here. Right, right. Which was just another thing you're just like, okay, you know, she never tweeted anything about Louisville or anything like that. And I get it. She never signed anything with us. Mm-hmm. But it was just, man, it just it just leaves me with a meh feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm kind of happy it's over with. Yep. And it's something I'm going to be, I, I'm going to hope we turn that draft pick into an amazing player. Right. And just almost out of spite. <laughs> really, <laughs> you know. Like, but I'll even say this. I'll even say this, and people can criticize me for it. Mm-hmm. But I think even if she comes here, I think she only muddies the waters more. Right. I, just the, we have a great attack forming, mm-hmm. and I don't. The last thing we need right now is another attacker. I hear. Oh, you, there's no doubt that that's absolutely correct. And the other thing is that I think the last thing to add to that is not only let's remember that she was the very last pick of the expansion draft. So yeah. basically, we've got what ended up turning into a, a first-round pick, some money, and protection for essentially the very last pick of the of the of the expansion draft. And also, it could have been either or. It could have been a thirty-three-year-old attacker that you know really, if you want to look at what we really need, that's not it. This I think this is a win for us. I don't have any yeah, I agree. It's, it's it. I mean, and to us, we traded a ghost. Right. Right. Exactly. Someone who was never. It's it's someone who was never here, never planned to be here, mm-hmm. and it's going to be an overall net positive no matter what, because we're going to get at least one player, and we're going to protect a number of players. Right, I'm with you. So, so then I think the question goes: What do we do with Tobin Heath now? Are we going to try and set up the same deal with San yeah. Diego potentially? Well, that's uh, the whole thing. We start talking about who to protect, and yeah. you know, you've got the protections. Uh, there's we're keeping nine players that they can't touch. Yes. And um, so I'm uh, going to let you uh, do your thing. What do you think? Who do you think those nine players are? You know, I think I have five directly. No questions asked off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. That is Nadia. Right. Michelle Bados. Yep. Ebony Salmon. Yep. Jimma Bonner. Yep. And Emily Fox. Okay. Yeah. Those I have no problem with those five at all. And that's that's the you know, five. and that's in no particular order. Right, right. And that's that's the same thing. I have I'm literally, that's almost a five and five eight. Okay. Now, when you mentioned Ms. McCaskill, yeah. what do you think I, I I have her pretty high up there to be honest with you. I, I th- she is the next person I have listed. Right. That's she's that, a keep. She, she was like five and five a, with Fox. Yeah, she's a keep. I think part of that is mm-hmm. we don't truly know what we have with her yet. Yeah. You know, for me, she is. I I hate this comparison because it just stirs up. Mm-hmm. Something in me. Okay. 
She is Fabian Johnson with the U.S. Men's National Team. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we are re- we are deploying her in a different position. Exactly. Than what she's needed. Well, there seems to be a little uh, bit of that going on with the whole team, right? I mean, there's there, it uh, seems like with Fox, a couple other players, that it just doesn't seem like they're playing in the natural position. And the thing is, sure. is that your first year, you really, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You got to do what you got to yeah. do with the talent that you have. That's and, why I'm and, looking and, for. And I give, I give. That's why I, I want to keep Savannah. I give her a ton of credit. Oh yeah. For not, for not even, I'm complaining about it because you know she was one of our first picks in the expansion draft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a fringe national teamer. Right. This is somebody who could say, you know, I play here. This is where I want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and instead she's bought into going all over the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, if we look at the next three, this was really tough. Yeah, it gets, definitely gets tough after this. If I go my next three, you know what? Let's go one for one. Sure. My next person I have listed is Amina Ekic. Okay. Um, I, I okay. And why would you why would you say that? For two main reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, three actually. The first is you can't ignore the hometown. That's good. No, that's a good point. It's great. Marketing. That's a very good point. No, you're right. Piece. That's that's an excellent point. Uh, and you're right. You cannot. That's that's a very good point. Second, she is one of the few players on this roster who attacks people. Yeah. She takes them on off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And third, age. Yeah, she's young. She, she continues right. the youth movement with us. All three good. Those are all three very good points. All three very good points. Who you got next? Jory and Bacham. Yeah, that's a fine one too. Yeah, I know she has. She's been a bit injured, a bit out of out of out of sorts with the team, but she has shown in the little time she's she's been on the field that she's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. And that led me to my ninth person, and this was the hardest pick. Mm-hmm. I was torn between two people. Mm-hmm. I think one you might have. And I think we differ. Okay. I put Freha Olafson as my ninth person, mm. and I'm not even envisioning her in the position she's currently playing. Okay, where she? Well, you know that, that's good. You know, I don't. Go ahead. Where do you see her playing? Where do you see her? Playing? I see her as a. I see her as an ideal partner to Jim Bonner at oh. center back. Okay, no, that's that's. I didn't even think of that. That's that's where <laughs> she comes honest. from. You know, that's where she comes from. Mm-hmm. We are redeploying her as a central midfielder. Right. Um, and I think I think she if, if we're going to keep someone as a ninth selection, mm-hmm. you know we've got a lot of attackers on this list already. Yeah. You know I think I think she you know she's shown some versatility in the midfield, mm-hmm. but I think she could be a twin tower type back line okay. with Gemma. Right. That, that's not nah, that's that's fine with me. I mean I'm going to tell you I have Yuji up there, but here's why. Yeah. Here's why. I mean like I don't know if we've seen her full potential yet. But okay. as but I do know that she brings a couple of things. She brings a ton of experience, right? I mean, yeah. but what she also brings is she she's she's sort of she's one of those people on your team that she seems to be a central force in it. And when you're building a roster, you need two or three of those players because everybody seems to be um, they seem to gravitate to her. She seems to be very, mm-hmm. um, you know, she seems to be very, um, um, you know, she has a very gregarious personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's why I considered that. And I was like, yeah, put her in. I mean, as far as play is concerned, no, I probably wouldn't. Okay. I probably yeah. wouldn't. But I'm thinking sure. about two, three, four years down the road and how many players you're going to add and how many players. Like, I think you want to talk about somebody that's truly grateful to have an opportunity here. I mean, I see that in her face all the time. You know, it just it, yeah. it's almost an intangible pick. But, you know, I, I think when you look at big picture, I, I would do it. Anyway, go ahead. No, I mean I, I don't have a problem with that, but mm-hmm. again, I would not have her in my immediate choices. Right, right, right. You know that's more of a luxury at the back end of the nine. Right, 
Right. You know, it, it, it wouldn't break my heart as it maybe would some other people. Right, right. And that's what I'm thinking. I think she's very popular too. You know, yeah. and, and you know, being a popular player at one year in, it it's it there's just that little angle to it that I think, you know, it, it she doesn't hurt us. Yeah, and let's be honest, we both said it the last game before she scored, of course. I was like, I even said to you, I mean, what are you seeing? I, I don't I'm not really seeing yeah. it that, you know, whatever whatever she is off the field. And that's not to say she's a poor player. I don't want to be negative. It's no, the last ever. thing I want to do. I, there's plenty of po- I have her in my top nine. <laughs> yeah. You know, she would be one of my first first people out. Okay, right. And and that's why I put Amina in there is right. I think if we want to further our squad, mm-hmm. and I mean actually tomorrow, mm-hmm. I think Amina Ekic starts over Yuki. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see I that I think too. she gives us a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives us the ability to latch on to those through balls and over-the-top balls that right. we haven't been. right. Uh, but that's 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 neither here nor there. If we're talking about the nine we picked, that's well, that's one reason why I put Amina in there. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be interesting. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I can't wait to watch this process. I am really yeah. looking forward to seeing what this turns into. And, and um, so speaking, as, go ahead. I'm sorry. Speaking of this expansion draft, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about we got the draft pick from Angel City, right? For the first first year draft, or however you want to call it. Yeah. What positions are you targeting? If you're Louisville, if you're racing Louisville, almost at Louisville City. Wow, that's a good question. I mean, are you saying what? What? Let me ask. Are you saying which positions? Who's who's targeting? Uh, the racing. Racing. If, if you've got, if you're trying to target two top five picks, what positions are you trying oh, to man. to man. fill? I, it's got to be defensive. I'm sorry. Okay. I really think that you, we've got. That, if there's one thing we've, when you when you tear up everything, that's the one thing that to me stands out the most. Like I said, we got torched pretty good against Chicago. We were pretty lucky we didn't lose that game, and yeah. and um, they got even even Byron got a couple pretty good looks that uh, you know early on, and that was also on our right. And you're, you're saying okay, but yeah, that I, I mean like that right side is somebody I would that's something I would definitely look look for. Um, yeah, and, and both I, that's I, you know attacking you know like you were saying I, we're we have a core of something that we can build with. It doesn't mean you don't look to improve it, but the one thing that yeah. glares out to me that's that's clearly not up to everything else yet is defense, and that's what I would go for. Yeah, that's what I had listed. I mean, my, my three positions, uh, number two and number three were right back and right. center back. Right. But my first position is that central midfield. Okay, that's fine too. I think that mm-hmm. it, I I think that I think that improves our back line. Yeah, that's a, you're absolutely. If correct. we have a better central midfielder in front of them, good point. Very good point. Uh, I, I think that's what we're. I think I think that's the big three right there. Mm-hmm. Is those those three? Right. Uh, problem is, unless we do a deal with San Diego, you got two picks. Yeah. And then the free agency. Um, I also listed just a note is you know we could always use more wingers who take people on. Anyway, my biggest concern is being able to have the same efficiency attacking on the wings that we see sometimes when you know in, in the center of the field. I'm not sure we're as proficient as that. How do you feel about that? I agree with that. You know, it's part of my notes I think I had for Chicago's match was we just have a hesitancy from our wing backs to push up. Yeah. Uh, at times it's just our front five, front four slash five attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that is down the center. We don't have much width. Right. And I think that, that that's partially just tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's making sure we don't get exposed right. on, uh, you know, when we turn over possession. But it's also going to hurt us because, you know, when you got – Four or five attackers against their back line and their central midfield, you know, we're outnumbered. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so, and, and, and that's part of the problem is, you know, our only real width 
has been uh, Emily Fox at times, yep. and she likes to cut in. Right. She likes to move around the field. Mm-hmm. Really uh, exactly, because so she's, she's, she, she's all purpose. <laughs> she's all and I think that's, you know, that's where I go back to. I'm, I, I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I think our best look is in a three-person back line. Mm-hmm. I think it utilizes her the best and a couple other different things. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's something we need to look at in the expansion draft. Not expansion draft. The first-year draft right. is – Mainly, mainly fixing that back line and that midfield, but you know where can we get those dynamic players or right. the ones who can help 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 spread those back lines, mm. stretch them out. Well, it's going to be fun, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I, I'm very intrigued by by the process of adding two new teams, and then the draft process with with us being in it um, the way we're going to be in it. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Joe, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's got it. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking part again yeah thank you again as always and hopefully we can get to hang again at another game soon oh it's nothing but fun all right brother talk to you soon all right see ya okay want to thank joey cecil for the content really appreciate his contribution to the show before we go on of course we have the did you know that segment this is a little different i think this is going to be very helpful (laughs) let me set the premise for this Uh, i was hanging with joey uh in scouse's house right behind the goal before the game i turn around i'm like hey man does anybody know how to say spricken or not spricken, but how, does anybody know how to say you suck in German? I just, whatever, some stupid, some little tiny stupid thing. And so finally I just turned around and spricken to suck or something. And for a laugh, there were um, three women down to my right, about 10 feet or so, a uh, little older. And one of them got really mad at me. She was like, you can't say that. I turned around like, are you nuts? <laughs> You're kidding. No, don't tell me that. Anyway, it, I want to help. I'm here to help. So I figured, you know what I'm going to do? In case you met somebody at the game and you want to hang with their family someday, maybe you're going to go to Germany and hang out with them. Did you know that's going to be very special? Get your pens and pencils because what we're going to do today is uh, five phrases you really shouldn't say in German. Okay? You meet them at the airport. You turn to the old man. and I don't speak German. This is going to be a disaster. But I think. It, but anyway, I'm going to try. It's all about new experiences. You say to him, Dein Vater riecht wie ein Sterbender Wasserbuffel. Because what you just said is your father smells like a dying water buffalo. Did you know that? Yeah, don't say that. That would be bad. <laughs> to give you a look, but you turn to mom, you're a little panicked, and you blurt out, Behendruckend, deine Mama hat einen richtig großen Arsch. Not good, because what you just said is, wow, your mom has a really big ass. Did you know that? Never call somebody, or never tell somebody that their mom has a big ass. Even if it's true. <laughs> but you're still hanging out. You're going to try. So you guys go to dinner and you want to start a conversation. But don't say this. Don't say, Nein, David Hasselhoff is Nick der Grosse Schauspieler der Gershiste. Because what you just said is, no, David Hasselhoff is not the greatest actor in history. Never say that in Germany to German people. <laughs> David Hasselhoff is just the almighty there. The guy brought down the German, the Berlin Wall with his songs. Did you know that? Bet you didn't. Now you panic and you turn to the guy's wife and you say, Oh, this is bad. Ich werde garne etwas privat seit mit deiner Frau kaufen. Not good. What you just said is, I'd like to purchase some private time with your wife. <laughs> now, maybe, who knows? <laughs> maybe that works out. I have no idea. But did you know that? Bet you didn't. Especially me. And I, like I said, I love that I'm butchering German. But anyway, here's the one that's going to kill every conversation. Do not say this. Dein Bier ist scheißen. Probieren Sie Budweiser. 
your beer is shit. Try Budweiser. Don't say that. Please don't ever say that to anybody in Germany. Please. That would be bad. So bad if you did that. And it was a great time at the uh, racing game. One last time, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that turns into. And uh, hey, the future is bright. Wunderbar. I don't even know if that's a word. I, I think I heard them Bugs Bunny once or something. Okay, welcoming back Ken Luther. Ken, uh, before we go on, you said you wanted to mention some of the organizations that were involved in the uh, in the event of the Women's Cup. Well, yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, pulling off an event like that takes a tremendous amount of coordination between organizations. And in this case, international organizations uh, during a pandemic uh, during all the other crazy stuff that we've happened and it's not easy. And Oh, by the way, this is also the first time we've ever done anything like right. this. So, you know, when I, when I kind of follow things and I'm excited and I'm just a Twitter person, I'm not anything mm-hmm. else, but you know, I kind of jump on Twitter and I, I see all this, you know, gnashing of teeth of people that are being critical mm-hmm. of, of how this is going. I think they have to put things in context mm-hmm. And the context is, this is the first time we've done it. And you have a lot of great organizations that try to do a lot of great things. Women in soccer showed up. And women, I've never heard of it. But you know what? Now Mm -hmm. I have. Now I know they have a a website. And you had, you know, the Women's Cup, which is a thing. They've never done anything before. So this is the first thing. Now it's a thing. So next time they roll around next year, oh, the Women's Cup. Okay, so this is going to be cool. They're going to bring some Mm top-tier international talent. The winner of the, the women's Bundesliga and the winner of the women's, uh, uh, what do you call Liga it? Un, uh, un. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say one. Un. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't get better. You can't get better European teams. Right. Uh, and then they had a, and I think we talked a little bit about it in the last segment. They had a, a concert series. Mm-hmm. And then you had, then you had the women or the, the, uh, the sport impact group, which is Jan Winter and Lee Nieves group. Uh, that are doing great things and they're a brand new organization too. So, I mean, you, you can't expect them to, uh, to, uh, be building the, uh, Eiffel tower, right. no pun right. intended, uh, during this thing. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, you also had soccer holdings yep. and soccer holdings wasn't running this right. thing. It was the women's cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've never really kind of coordinated across lines like this before. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of people doing a lot of great things. Uh, and I think it worked out fantastically. Yeah. Could it, could it have been better? Sure. For the first run, but, I think they did a hell of a job. I really do. Yeah. And I think these hot takes on Twitter. Speaking. Yeah, speaking I don't of know. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I think people have to really figure out what what Twitter is for. Well, yeah. You know? and, and I think that the the problem has become, and just this last week. Yale released a study which reinforces a couple of other studies that have come out from major universities in the last year or so, talking about the impact on people of negative posting and how it becomes addictive, where when yes. when you shit post, you're doing it, what happens is, as I understand it, and, and, and I'm sure medical professionals can clean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but in the super super layman's terms, the more you do it, the more negative reinforcement you get or the more positive reinforcement you get for negative feelings, the more negative you become. And it just becomes, oh, it no. just becomes this, this cycle that makes Twitter for yes. me 
I'll be blunt. If we, if I, I wasn't doing the soccer thing, I wouldn't have a Twitter account. I only do it because we have the, right. because for the drum thing and for the for, for this because it, you know I want to get the show out to people. Other than that, I would have nothing to do with Twitter. Twitter to me is just a very difficult place to function and try to maintain any sort of positivity. I really, I yeah, I, I, I get you. I feel you. Uh, and uh, I used to have a really, I used to really struggle on on Twitter, and it would make me angry, and to a certain extent, it would make me depressed, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe Same. even a little anxiety. Same here, here and there. Uh, but I've, I've kind of come into Twitter with kind of a new attitude, mm-hmm. uh, which is I'm going to make maximum use of the mute and block yeah. functions and the unfollow <laughs> functions. And I'm going to manipulate the Twitter algorithm for my own, you know, positive reinforcement. Right. Uh, and, and that's what I'm, I've started to do. And I feel so much better now that when I see somebody just being like that. If if they're somebody that I follow and they're a friend of and I know them in real life, I'll probably just mute you, right. you know. And I'm just not gonna not gonna listen to the negativity that right. you bring forth upon others or me Absolutely. or whatever. And, and if you're somebody from outside my my normal circles, I'm gonna block you because you know it's obviously you're using Twitter for one thing and right. one thing only, which is uh, to uh, cause negativity upon somebody else, and it's not healthy. No, it's not. Uh, it's kind of cowardly, and then I'm sorry, but I, I, I view it literally as cowardly. When I was a kid, um, there was no way to be shitty to somebody from your house unless you called them. And what happened in my neighborhood yeah. is that if you did something like that, not, 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 uh, you, is there something you'd like to say to me <laughs> that you're saying yeah, to other I'm- people? And you get away with that now, where you can just blast off and be nasty to people. And I'm not saying that there should be retribution. There should be none, actually. Absolutely should be no, nothing should happen back. You say whatever you want. What I'm saying is that there's, it's not discourse in any way, shape, or form. It's just negative, nasty, it's mean, it's cowardly, and it changes nothing. It it literally changes nothing. Yeah, the anonymity of Twitter also doesn't, oh, doesn't ghost help. Accounts itself. Yeah, yeah, ghost accounts or accounts that people are, are able to kind of hide who they really are and and do whatever they want. I mean, that, that certainly doesn't help if people know who you are and run in the same real life circles than you are. They're probably less likely, even though they do. I mean, we have some real, you know, assholes in our own community that say things that are completely out of context and they have no clue. My opinion, what, what is really happening? Um, but just block them. It's pretty easy. And then you don't see their crap anymore. And it, it's much fun, well, much funner. That leads funner. to the, the second part of that. We have to own our own response to it. You're totally correct. Oh, yeah. Because if somebody says something, look, I don't I don't respond to anybody's posts. I stopped doing that a long time ago. Like, I don't go jumping yeah. on somebody's feed. I do a little. Well, and, and people choose, and if they do it, it's choose. They choose to. What I don't do is, like, if somebody jumps in with some something that I don't agree with, post whatever the hell you want. What do I care? I just, I'll say one or two things if I see somebody initially uh, becoming... Uh, not conducive to a positive environment, mm-hmm. but then I won't. I, I'm gonna, I'll never get into a yeah. war. And then I, you know, the whole shit posting thing and the banter thing. Banter, you know, witty banter and funny Absolutely. banter is is fun. Mm-hmm. But just just shit posting against each other. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, what do you gain from that other than feeling good about yourself? Sure, we're gonna talk up that we won the women's cup and we got a trophy that looks like. Uh, pineapple under the sea but you know we don't have to rub people's faces no. in it and I, I don't necessarily think that's 
that's awesome either. I didn't so, catch I didn't know. catch a lot of the stuff that was going on with the Christian press stuff and you know between whatever community in NWSL was talking about them and folks here. I didn't catch any of that because I, I didn't want to catch any of that. It, I, I didn't see. I, I didn't either. I I mute or block those accounts, and I never see it, and it never bothers me. So I don't right. I don't get hung and up I'm on it. Saying, it's that I'm not easy. saying that they're they're they, people don't have the right to those opinions or how they feel. It's just that I refuse to allow that in my life, man. I'm you know it's you exactly. know it's, it's too much, and I, I can I can tell you this over the last year, there I I receive a lot less. Uh, uh, re- a lot less responses for things, but I think it's because I've let people know. Look, you can you can disagree with me all you want. I don't care. You're supposed to disagree with me. Tell me if I'm missing something. I'm more than happy to hear that because I don't want to be right just to be right about something. If I have an opinion, if if I'm missing something, I want to learn. But at the same time, if that's the only time we're going to have any conversation about anything, like people that jump in you haven't spoken to in four years, and the first time that they that they even speak to you is to say something shitty to you. Oh, go fuck yourself! I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get too hung up on about it. And it goes kind of after my first comment is, what are you using Twitter for? I mean, if you're using Twitter for uh, your own ego so that you can get likes and comments and things like that, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's what you're using it for. It's not what I use it for. I use it to kind of keep track of what's going on, right? Uh, and and you know, I I I don't want to get advertised to by the by the club you know one thing i i did do is i did watch what racing louisville was posting on their twitter feed and i also watched what uh, psg and uh bayern munich Mm -hmm. were posting and that was three different twitter strategies and it was amazing uh i actually liked the bayern munich twitter strategy much they better very than positive i only read three or four. i translated like three posts and all of them were very were very up they were very uplifting they weren't nasty in any way shape or form yeah except when the the bear did you see the bear oh, the, the mascot <laughs> the mascot and the bear while we were playing no. bayern munich the bear thought they could come over and play our oh, drums no i didn't see that I, I, that yeah that's that's that i was talking about the twitter thing i didn't no. see that at all what was the bear thinking there? I'm not really sure. I mean, at some point, I think we were yelling bear skin rug, which is probably not what we should have been <laughs> saying. pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> then, you know, the bear got me okay. back. You know how the bear got me back? The bear broke into my kitchen Come on. Saturday night mean? while I was sleeping. What? Yeah. Wrecked it. Wrecked my kitchen. Absolutely. When I woke up Sunday morning, I came down. There was a wreck kitchen. I knew it was the bear. <laughs> okay. That freaking Bayern Munich bear. <laughs> yeah, that must have been it. Must have been the bear. I don't know, <laughs> no, but the the Bayern Munich Twitter. I mean, if you wanna, if if you wanna, how to do it? They told right. a story of their adventure in the United mm-hmm. States, and they kind of tracked it all along. And and then there was like, you know, Chicago. They were clapping and applauding, and right. hey, we're gonna have a great game. And then they showed the great game, and then they went on with the thanks, and we had a wonderful time, and and stuff like that. That's. That's how you do it as a team. Right. When you look at the other teams, it's like, buy tickets now, buy tickets now, buy this, buy that. Buy, you know, come on, man. Right. That's not what I want to see on, on your – I'm not going to follow you or read your Twitter tweets. Twitter tweets? Is that what it is? Anyway, well, you if, know if it's all about trying to get me to buy shit. No well, that's part, Isn't that part of some – part of the whole social media vibe now is branding, be it companies or individuals or something. It's all about branding and merchandise all the time. It seems I don't like read that me. shit. 
Yeah, I don't read you know, that I, I don't, I don't, You, you I tell me don't. a story about how cool your team is right, on their right, adventure right, right, somewhere. Right. Maybe I'll buy some stuff. Right. But if you just send me tweets telling me to buy this, buy that, and there's there's no substance or story behind it, mm-hmm. you you get you might get muted. You probably won't get read. No thanks. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. It's my two cents. So and uh, so, um, what's your general impression to to end it? What's your general impression of racing's uh, Twitter or even Lou Cities their their Twitter deal? I don't. What do you think about them in general? I think they need to be a little bit more. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Real. It's not the word. It's not the word. Okay. I can't think of the word. Uh, old age. Um, you know, authentic. Okay, that's it. That's the word I was. More authenticity. Less. I'm just trying to sell you stuff. Yeah, and I think uh, I'd that, like to that see. Would be nice. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, okay. I'd, like to, I'd like to think there's more yucks out there. That there's more fun in how they produce conversation and, 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 and stuff. Well, not, maybe mm-hmm. Fun's not the worst because that makes it sound like I'm looking for slapstick. I'm not looking for slapstick. Just something that has a little bit more, maybe more of a personal touch in a positive manner. Personal positivity and humor. Right, right. I, to me, that's, that's what I go on fa- social media for to begin with. Now, other people, maybe it's a major news source for them, which is a huge mistake. And maybe it's, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? And that's fine. And people do what they want to do based on however they want to do it. It's just for me, I just would like to see something that touches, that's a little more interesting and fun as opposed to what you were just talking about. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Twitter. Stop being mean on Twitter. Twitter. Damn it. Stop being mean. Mean people suck. Mean people do suck, man. So listen, I'm going to move on here. Uh, Really appreciate you uh, contributing again. Uh, Looking forward to several more tailgates and and moments to uh, hang out and come up with more memories and hangovers. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, brother. All right. Talk to you later. Later. Well, there you have it, folks. Another Center Forward podcast in the books. I want to thank Ken Luther and Joey Cecil once again for being a part of it. And I want to thank you for listening. I really, really do. Um, thank you for the subscriptions. Thank you for the shares, uh, the comments that I'm getting. Man, it's it's so awesome to be a part of this community. And the whole idea is to come up with a fun format that's informative as well, that you enjoy, that you feel comfortable enough saying, hey, man, you should check this out. This is this is part of the Lou City deal and part of the racing deal and part of the U.S. soccer deal. and. Um, and, and I'm just hoping that, uh, we can continue to get better. Your suggestions are always, always welcome. So anyway, uh, it's pretty easy to end on an uplifting note this week because of, of everything that went down on Saturday. It was such a great day. And, um, to see, uh, this team literally take a new step. I mean, obviously it almost feels like we finished chapter one, doesn't it? In a way. Like that, this, you know, from the very beginning to here, winning a cup. Now we're going to move forward in a whole new stage, a whole new level of confidence. I'm sure that they're going to have, and they've earned it. Uh, outstanding work from from the front office, through the coaching staff, through the players, all the support staff. Congratulations, you're doing wonderful work. Please keep it up. Um, and to open doors in this community through a women's soccer team is something that we desperately need, not just here but in the country, because this would be kind of new, right? Um, and, and, and it's welcome and it's needed, right? We're talking about progress here. We're talking about moving forward in, in with, with opening new doors and, and new avenues and new directions. So uh, to all of you who, once again, have watched and listened to this, uh, uh, regardless of which teams you support or whatever, thank you. 
Uh, we're going to keep working hard uh, to make this as fun and as informative as it possibly can be. Some more uh, games this weekend, right? Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this turns into I, for both teams, really. I think that there's there's just some great things coming. But thanks again. Um, gosh, I love you. Joseph Valla, thank you so much. Once again, saying goodnight for the Center Forward Podcast.